Welcome to Culture Couch, a pop culture podcast. I have to tell you quickly about this because I'm so excited about what this beer is called. Mm-hmm. So, well, first, uh, Kelsey, my wife, she got them from California for us. So these are our first out of states that were brought to us for our show. Mm-hmm. It's called The Monk's Cellar is the company. Mine's called FU2020. FU2020, that's fitting. Yeah, I... Get that bitch right out of here. Love it. <laughs> it's from roseville california oh i didn't realize that mine was monk cellar as well that's good that's a good ipa yeah you know how i feel about ipas (laughs) i do know how you feel about ipas but dude this is eight percent and it's a double is that what this one is too i think Uh, this one's 6.6 but they're 24 ounces these are big big boys big old bitches california knows how to make their beers Mm -hmm. that's good it's really hoppy but it's an ipa yeah as per it, usual. It's actually really smooth for a double IPA. It looks like it belongs in the Dr. Pepper family because it's brown and that really dark maroon color. It Yeah, it kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. Or like a root beer or something. Anyway, but you you like it though? Yeah, I do like this a lot. This will be easy to finish. Cool. I hope this one, they're the same thing. Mine is called Tropic Thunder. Tropical West Coast IPA with Citra, Mosaic, and Sabro. Uh, yeah, here we go. All down the front of me. Ooh, that's actually pretty good. And you don't like IPAs. Yeah. That's not bad. That's a winner. It's a bit, it's a little sweet too. Like it's got a little sweet hints to it, but definitely hoppy as IPAs usually are. But yeah, that's not bad. Monk Cellar coming in 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, I'd give this a 7. It's pretty Com- solid, honestly. Coming in hot. Good yeah, job. With this being super cold. Yeah, it's pretty tasty. Yeah, I had them. In, I like. Which is saying a lot because I really don't like IPA. He hates them. So. Do not like them. Good job. Yeah, shout out to the Monk Cellar. Well, do you want to have a seat on the culture couch? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I haven't seen you in a week. I know. Have you done anything fun? Nah. nah, I just play a lot of video games and I work a lot. Bi- work was busy this week. That's yeah, that's how I felt. Yeah, it's it pretty dry. crazy. I was looking forward to this all week. It's kind of it's kind of getting to that point now where it's it's my highlight of the week. I look forward to working through the week to come up here to record. At first, I used to stress about it, but now it's yeah. Now it's just it's kind of become routine for us, which I really like. And I like that we're both pretty flexible too, so we can just be like, oh. Saturday's not going to work because we usually record on Saturdays, but sometimes things come up and it's pretty nice to be able to just be flexible in the fact that if something were to happen, we can just be like, oh no, let's just record Friday night or let's just record Sunday. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's nice being able to have that flexibility to just kind of record when we can record and not have to be too, too stressed about getting our episode Mm -hmm. out every week. The commute could be better. (laughs) That's your fault, not mine. Yeah, that that is my fault, not yours, but yeah other than that it's a good time well we did have i uh, my friend mariel texted me and she wants me to ask you a question mm-hmm. have you seen the movie hereditary <laughs> have i seen the movie hereditary and she wants to know your thoughts on it first so. of all what was her name mariel 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 hereditary is my favorite horror movie of all time so so I, much so that my friend just recently she got me a, a christmas gift and she made it herself she made this little keychain for me 
And for those of you who have seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, it's There's a scene when... I don't really want to say it because I'm going to make you watch it. So I'm going to try to do it not so spoilery. But it's not a spoiler at all. But anyway, there's a character in the movie who snips the head of a pigeon off with scissors. And she made me a little keychain that's a pigeon head with a golden crown on the pigeon's head. And the golden crown is also kind of symbolic to the movie, which you'll find out eventually. But yes, Hereditary is my all-time favorite horror movie. So I'm guessing it's one of her favorites. For her, I hope I so. She has always liked horror. When we were in high school, she was the friend that was like, guys, we should watch a scary movie. And That was I, me. And I was the friend that thought, or we could watch something fun. Literally anything else. <laughs> yeah, that was me. I was the friend that was always wanting to watch horror movies. And all of my friends were like, I mean, do we have to? So I never really got to... I, I'm pretty much a solo horror movie watcher because no one really likes them. I have a few friends that do like them, and my brother likes them too. But um, yeah, for the most part, I just watch most horror movies by myself. That's a weird concept to me. I could never watch a horror movie by myself. Yeah, a lot of people can't, but I just, I've just i seen so many that it's just it's gotten to that. I'm desensitized, I can say that. Do you ever Are you ever alone at night and you start thinking about a horror movie you watch and you kind of freak yourself out? Yes, or, oh yes. All the time? Like, even though like I don't have any issues with horror movies, I can watch them whenever, but after watching one, I'm like, oh yeah, that was good. But like even if I wasn't scared during the movie, it's after that when I'm laying in bed, I'm like, oh yeah, there could be someone sitting at my bedroom right now. Like, you just never know. So that's what actually about horror movies that I hate the most. Mm-hmm. And there's a horror movie that my dad made me watch as a kid. And it's it's not that scary of a movie. It's kind of intense. So The Blair Witch Project. No, that's a scary-ass movie so, for a kid. Yeah. So yeah, I, that's we, a scary movie. Well, my dad's a jerk. So <laughs> me and three of my high school friends, he's like, we were, you know, high schoolers. We're like, we're going to sleep on the... We're going to sleep out in a tent in the yard tonight. So we set up a tent. We're going to sleep out in the yard. Oh, boy. We have perfectly good beds, but 16-year-olds want to do whatever they want in the summer. And my dad's like, I got this movie we should watch. Makes us watch The Blair Witch Project. And freaking comes outside at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., clicking rocks, clicking spoons together, sneaking over plan. at our tent. Oh, yeah. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> he was not messing around. And that scared me more than the movie. Yeah, because it's that's just the whole part of... I think the fun of horror is you kind of like trick yourself into thinking that something's there. It's not going to be there, but it's just, it's fun looking back on, but at the the time it was in the moment. Yeah. But now I look back and I laugh at it and it's funny and it's funny to talk about. Yeah. It is a scary movie. You are right. It's very scary. I mean, some people might look at it now and kind of think it's a little silly, but it was it was one of the first, if not the first, movie that had that found footage style of filming. It was the first. It was the first. Okay. And it was actually one of the most profitable movies ever because, mm-hmm. and the director also didn't write a script. No. So he well, just and gave... a lot of people thought that it was actual footage that was found. Like they didn't know that it was a staged movie. So people were like, "What is this?" Like. Yeah, so it was a really Which made it scarier. It was a cheap movie to make, mm-hmm. and he didn't write a script, so he didn't have to have writers because he would just hand people sticky notes and be like, "This is what you're going to do today." So there, and it was only three actors, and they were not unknown people, mm-hmm. and so he just said, "Hey, you're going to lose the map today, and not tell anyone." And then it was like, "Hey, you're going to smoke all the cigarettes, and you're going to do this, and then we're just going to follow you around." Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. So there's no script. There was no nothing, and no one knew the plot of the movie. 
until like kind of the end the actor started kind of figuring out the plot of the movie but and then when the kid disappeared they were like you're just going to disappear in the middle of the night so literally everything was very just so some of their reactions were genuine yeah probably like like i mean they knew what they were doing and they probably had an idea or and caught on that they weren't going to be told everything that they were going to be doing and that all of it was a part of it but still that would be scary out in the woods and your friend just disappears yeah yeah and also when you get fresh like the girl gets really pissed off when the one kid loses the cigarettes and i think it was because they had no more cigarettes and i think she was genuinely pissed off it wasn't she wasn't mad in the movie i think her herself was mad because she was i don't know how much longer i'm gonna be out here filming this dumbass movie in the middle of the woods with no cigarettes yeah i just think it adds all to the stress like of being out in that setting and then you have that one constant that's a little bit of comfort to people you know people who are cigarette smokers they it it is a feeling of comfort for them and so when that's gone too then it's just stress everywhere and probably the actress's stress of not knowing what's happening all the time so that's that's really cool i didn't know anything about that yeah it's cool it's kind of set the stage for that type of horror movie Mm -hmm. the the found footage and the real is yeah if you guys haven't figured out we're talking about one of andrew's most favorite subjects today least favorite (laughs) least prepared out of my element is all hell yeah it's gonna be a good ride though but we're talking about horror and the genre of horror and what it has done to pop culture and the extent that it has gone to today because it's gotten huge in pop culture oh very bonkers Mm -hmm. It's one of the biggest parts of pop culture, I would say. Do you feel like it's... That's fun. Someone is at the front door. Is it the food? Yeah. Shit. Did Kelsey leave? No, I just heard her say thank you. Do you feel that it's a subcategory of pop culture? It like Pop yeah. culture is kind of a thing. Pop culture is the umbrella, right? So, And I do think it does fall under one of those. I mean, movies in general, I just feel like are... Uh, under the umbrella of pop culture but i would say movies music are just pop culture because mm-hmm. everyone likes movies everyone likes music yeah horror is definitely there's just something about it that has it sparks a lot of um emotion and feeling from a lot of people i think whether it's they absolutely hate it they absolutely love it because there's whole stores that are dedicated to horror pop culture right like shirts and mm-hmm all kinds of merch and stuff that have like the Friday the 13th on it and Jason's mask and the ghost face from the scream movies and you know just all these iconic things so I think horror just has somehow managed to pave its own way to kind of be outside of the the whole movie genre I feel I think you're right a lot of people like to feel weird Mm -hmm. and horror is a little weird yeah and so I, I think it makes people feel that they can be themselves in a weird way or just a part of them. They or like, just to put themselves in a situation that they know they would never actually be in, but they can witness that situation because there's a sick fascination with it. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Again, I'm out of my element here, so everything I say is just on a... Mm-hmm. Well, and you've, you've seen a handful of horror movies though, right? Yeah, I couldn't name a lot of them. I remember the plot and the... I mean, probably one of the... The scariest movies I've ever seen is The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay, that is a solid movie, though. It's that has the most intense exorcism scene I've ever seen. So it's 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 really scary, but it's really well written. 
Yeah. It's not... It's a really good movie, just in general. Because it's, it's more than just a possession story. It's a whole investigative story. You're watching the story, or the movie, from the perspective of one of the detectives that's trying to figure out what's going on. It's really well done. I it To me, this is why horror's gotten better, is because there's more movies like The Exorcism of Emily Rose than... I mean, I don't even know a cheesy horror movie, but in the 90s and early 2000s, it just felt like every movie was just cheesy, lame plots. Yep, super lame plots. Everybody dies in the end. And you know the Geico commercial where they're like, why don't we get in the running car? And they're like, why would we do that? Like, that's how yeah. everything was. Yeah. Just like, you're like why? And do, because everybody, doing? and I wonder if that's like a part of the like movie making of horror is let's make sure that these characters don't do the smart thing. Let's have this dumb bitch run upstairs when she should be running outside, which is funny because that's actually a stolen quote from one of the my favorite horror movies that I'm also going to make you watch. The Scream movies. Have you seen those? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Guys, this is going to be a fun little ride for both of us because I'm going to make Andrew watch all of these horror movies. He's going to hate me for it. And then I'm going to turn him into a desensitized shell just like me. And we'll report back. <laughs> and we'll report back. But I do feel now we've gotten to a point with movies where they actually want to make a good movie. Like they make yeah. a good movie that happens to be horror mm-hmm. rather than just making a horror movie and whatever happens, happens. Well, and I feel like horror now too isn't so much movies that are, and this is kind of where Hereditary is going. Granted, Hereditary definitely has horror elements to it for sure. But a lot of horror movies now I think are going in the direction of they're not so much going for the scare and the gore and the shock factor. They want a good story. They want you to kind of be attached to the characters because you really don't get attached to characters in horror movies. Mm-hmm. because you just kind of know they're in there for 15 to 20 minutes of the movie then they get their heads chopped off especially and that's a it. slasher movie yeah but in a lot of these more independent style films like hereditary midsummer uh the witch like these really independent films are more scary in that way because you do get attached and you're really wanting to know what's going on and it's not one of those movies that you can just watch and you know what's going what's gonna play out because nine times out of ten with most horror movies you can just watch the first 20 minutes of it and you'd be like oh yeah this is how this movie's gonna, gonna kill end. everyone this person's the killer or this person's gonna get possessed or you know whatever like that's just kind of how it goes but now a lot more independent companies are coming out with these really awesome horror movies that aren't aren't like that and these are the ones that i'm gonna make you watch because they just play on the psyche <laughs> more than anything we just have to do it not when we go camping. You don't do horror movies while camping. That's a rule. I mean, that's part of the fun, though. No, that, no that's a rule. <laughs> For me, what's been impressive is how well they're starting to do in the box office. Mm-hmm. It. Oh. It was huge. Well, I don't think the first one was as successful as the second one, right? It was still pretty big. But, and super I, anticipated. For a horror movie, I would say it was. I think it did oh. break records for horror movies and just horror movie sales in general. But the second one was bigger, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, because the second one, I mean, it was the second part. Everybody wanted to watch it. So that makes sense. But yeah, I remember when all the stats were coming out for that movie. And First of all, have you seen that movie? I've I've seen it part one, which I love. You haven't seen part two? I haven't seen part two yet. I loved part one. And this is going to sound super weird. But to me, it was like an adventure movie. Yeah. All these kids doing something. Because I love... The young teenagers being buddies, doing something as friends. Mm-hmm. I love those movies. So it was, it was that type of movie, but more intense. Yeah. There's a couple scenes I could have done without. The 
daughter in the bathroom one was a little oof for me. Yeah. But the thing is with all of that, there's so much symbolism throughout the movie and foreshadowing and just all kinds of stuff that's hidden in plain sight that is just so fascinating to me. And that scene specifically. So the clown feeds on fear, right? Yeah. And in that scene, she's afraid of her father for one, because her father's a sick fuck. And she's also afraid because she's getting her period and she doesn't really know anything about it because she doesn't have a mom to help her through that. And her dad sucks. And yeah, her dad sucks. And her dad has this weird um, attachment to her hair. And so she hates her hair. So she chops it off. And so that's why in the sink, the hair comes out and attacks her because the hair is like that attachment that she can't break away from her dad. And then the blood that comes out because of her period. It's just, it's so, it's just, it's a work of art. That movie is so good. Yes. It's, this sounds bad, sounds weird, but that was a fun movie. Yeah, it is a fun movie. It's intense and scary, Mm -hmm. but it's also really fun. And the child, or the child actors are so good. And I think I've talked about this in a previous episode, but... It was uh, Stranger Things. Yeah. Which Child actors make... You did start it? Mm-hmm. Good. I expect a full report. Um, child actors make or break it for me in movies regardless. And all of those kids were awesome. Because child actors are uh, good actors or they're kid actors. And yeah. to put it nicely, kid actors aren't good. Mm-hmm. But... You know, but all of those kids in, from the first It movie and Stranger Things, I see their career. They're just actors going off. Yeah, they just they're gonna to be have. Young. Yeah, they're young and they're gonna have their career set out for them for the rest of their lives. Nothing's so. worse than a cheesy kid. Yep. Like especially in horror, man. Yeah. Or uh, like suspense movies, anything in that realm, you have to. They have to be able to hold their own. Mm-hmm. And where horror likes to put a lot of the weight on children you have to have good children actors they put a lot of weight on children and they put a lot of weight on women yes because they're more vulnerable Mm -hmm. not that i don't think women are strong but But that's that's just the hollywood trope of women right so that's just the way that they've always put women in these boxes of being these damsels exactly that have they want the wits about them but it's like so then some then a man can come save them yeah which Mm -hmm. It just, they prey on the vulnerability and yes. they make people vulnerable, more yeah. vulnerable. Which I also think is really cool because I feel like recently they've come out with more horror movies that the female elites are either one, they're the villain or they're not so weak and they're the badass of the movie. Sidney Prescott in the Scream movies, those movies were made in the 90s. So with horror being such a huge influence in pop culture, it has also branched out into video games. And now you have been playing one of my favorite games, Resident Evil. Tell me a little bit of your experience about that. Well, we played Resident Evil last weekend. This is Resident Evil 7, just so you guys know. It's the most recent Resident Evil game to come To out. me, it's Resident Evil 1, because it's the first. Yeah. Now, I was expecting kind of a cheesy game, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Some just, of them are. Just because horror... I, you're in horror video games, but it's a pretty intense... I don't want to say first-person shooter, but you follow one person around. You happen to have a gun, but you follow an individual around. Yeah, I wouldn't person. identify as a first-person shooter, but it is in first-person perspective. But yeah, I wouldn't consider it a shooter. And you know, right off the bat, it's going to be a scary story. Jack didn't bug me that much. I mean, when you fight him in the cage, that you, I was frustrated as hell with him because mm-hmm. he just runs around with chainsaws. I don't fully understand how they're all super strong. 
yet. I'm hoping the game explains that. That's uh, it doesn't. That's kind of well, it does, but it's also just part of the Resident Evil thing. I'm assuming their they, villains are just really strong. They all have some kind of parasite or virus that enhances them, and it just but mutates makes them, them lose their brain at yeah, the same time. Yeah, they like it mutates them on a different level. So I don't know. I really like I've, I've liked so far. We're not done yet. Hopefully. Yeah, I would. I think we're about a little, a little less than halfway through it. So we'll either finish tonight or we'll get. Yeah, we'll close. probably finish it tonight. I think if we just blast through it. It it's fun though. I do not like what's the what's the mom's name? Marguerite. Yeah, I do not like her. The jump she got me mm-hmm. so good. She got me and you. Yeah, and our other friend. <laughs> he was asleep on the couch and, and we scared him like, awake. What's yeah, going on? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but I and this is. I haven't played through it in a long time, so it's still like this is almost feels like a new experience for me too because I'm just as scared playing or watching you play through it too. So what's it what's it like watching someone else play through it? It does it just feel like a movie to you? Because yeah, yeah, I've especially because before. that game is pretty seamless for the story, and you can just kind of wander around as you need to go and collect your stuff and what, figure out what you need to do. But watching it is really fun, and I almost just. I like to not say as much or I try not to, but there are certain parts where it would just be really frustrating for you if you didn't know. Cause I know at my first playthrough, there were certain parts that I'm like, this fucking sucks. Just tell me where to go. Tell me what to do. So, you know, in those moments I'm like, just go here. So you're not sitting here struggling through it. But. Cause I found two of the dogs. Yeah. But one of the dogs you've had to help me through. Yeah. It's a good time. It does feel like I'm just playing a movie though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the graphics of video games have just come so far, which I think makes horror games that much more intense because they feel so much more real. And we're playing on PlayStation 4s. Imagine when the day comes we finally get PS5s Mm -hmm. and I upgrade my TV. They're going to be even better. Yeah, it's going to be insane. But overall, would you say that you're enjoying the game? I have actually been looking forward to playing it. I thought oh, about playing it without you, but then no, I, you can't do and that. And then I didn't. I was like, <laughs> I won't. I won't. I'm not. I'm going to be a good friend and hold out. So I have enjoyed playing it. It's fun. I enjoyed it way more than I thought, just because I'm getting back into the video game world, as mm-hmm. you know. And so for me, I was, I was like, oh, this is. I'm getting back into the video game world, and this is a different type of video game than I ever played. Yeah. And so for me, I was a little nervous. I thought, also thought I was going to suck, which... Which you don't at all. Yeah, I feel like I got... It came back pretty quick. I got... It's like games. riding a bike. Yeah, Once you've played just, one kind of first-person game, you've played them all. Yeah, you understand the controls. So yeah. I, I mean, once I start playing Apex online, I'm sure I'll be behind, but I'll catch up quick. Yeah, I'll whip you into shape real fast. Oh, I, I don't know if our friend Chase listens to this podcast at all, but he'll whip you into shape real quick. Oh, I've watched him on... Uh, what's it called? twitch yeah yeah he, he's good he's good yeah he'll yell at me he'll tell me to be better yeah no he won't yell at you but he's but he'll make fun of me he's definitely he'll make fun of you for sure <laughs> but yeah he's made me a lot better too which has been fun um but i want to move to um, the next category here because this is the thing i think i'm unless you had more video games yeah just a little bit to add on to video games because this also kind of segues into the next little topic here that we've got but one of the biggest video games right now is dead by daylight death by daylight i think it's dead by daylight so and have you heard anything about this one i know horror game is resident evil oh sweet 
Super. So this one is an online game. You can play as a survivor or you can play as the killer. And there are four survivors. The survivor's objective, you get thrown into this one little map and you go and find all the generators to get, you have to operate on these generators to get them powered up to then power the front gate that you open so you can get out. If the survivors can get all the generators going and get through the front gate, they win. Okay. Then the object of the killer is to go through and stop you from getting out. And how so they do that is, is they the, can... Real quick, is the killer a person or a computer? A person. Okay, so this is a game you play online. Yes. Uh, online horror game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they, you, there's like a whole big roster of survivors that you can pick from and a whole big roster of killers. And some of them are just killers that they kind of thought up on their own. But a lot of them have been inspired from the horror movies. Like Freddy Krueger is in it. The Ghostface Killer from Scream is in it. Uh, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And they all have their own set of abilities and perks. I'm assuming they follow the movies. Yeah, they're kind the of along part. those lines. Yeah. Um, but the killer then just tries to stop the survivors by killing them and they'll put them on these like sacrificial hooks, which sounds horrible (laughs) and it is kind of horrible, but they like just drape them when you, the killer will attack them. If you attack them enough, they'll fall to the ground. You pick them up and throw them on the hook and they can try to get off or either other survivors can come and lift them off the hook. But if they get hooked too many times, a big like entity will come and take them up into the and then world like or whatever dead, dead. yeah and then you're dead dead and if the killer gets all of them before they can get out the killer wins but this has just been really inspired by pop culture for sure because they're so all almost i'm pretty sure almost all of the killers in that game are all pulled from horror movies it almost sounds like hunger games met horror killer it's not so much a battle royale like apex but or Fortnite. All, but yeah that's a good point but yeah, and all the survivors are also the heroes of the movies. So you've got like Laurie Strode from Halloween, you know, all of those. So it's kind of fun just how it's impacted the whole industry, I think. Is is that the first horror game that's been multiplayer? Because from what you've explained uh, to me, most horror games are individual story, plot lines, single player. Yeah, and that's usually what it is. I think at least it's the most successful one that's an online multiplayer game. It's kind of a cool idea to have a horror that you can play with your friends. Yeah. And not just... And every so often, I think it's like every three months, like they'll have a new season or whatever. I'm not sure if that's Which actually Which I just learned that's a thing in the video game world last uh-huh. week. Like season passes and all that stuff. Yeah. But they'll add a new killer. And when they add a new killer, they'll add in another survivor as well. Or yeah, another survivor. With new abilities, I'm assuming. Yeah. New look. And all the survivors have their own unique abilities too, which is kind of cool. But yeah, can, that's just... Can the survivors like run around together if you uh-huh. find one? Yeah. And they're also equipped with a flashlight. And so if you shine the flashlight in the face of the killer long enough, like you'll see the beam of the flashlight focus into like a little pinpoint. Once it gets to that point, I could be wrong because I don't play this game. But once it gets to like the little pinpoint, you've blinded the killer and it will temporarily blind them so you can get away. Oh. But it's just really hard to do because you have to kind of hold it on them for a while. So if you have two or three people running together, you can get mm-hmm. a light on them longer. Yeah, if you them. all flashlight the killer at once, then it will blind them really quickly. But That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. So it's not just you're vulnerable and running around hoping. Mm-hmm. You can team up and kind of try to work together to get these things on and then get the hell out of there. Yeah, but you have no real defense against the killer, so you can't like fight back at oh, all. Oh, so it's about just sneaking around. You literally are just trying to survive and sneak around. Yeah. You should look up gameplay. It's kind of fun. Interesting idea. Yeah. My favorite part of horror, though, 
and you i've listened to some of this in the past but you've got me you got me into it way more uh with morbid but true crime so i Uh, used to listen to true crime garage Uh when i was driving to work every day and then i kind of fell out of it but then we went on a trip and we listened to 30 episodes of morbid yep morbid true crime podcast yeah if you guys like your true crime and you like podcasts you need to give morbid a listen because they're hilarious it's two girls that do it an autopsy tech and a hairstylist and it's a hoot it is a hoot but some of the people they talk about yeah it's heavy stuff (laughs) it's pretty heavy the thing for me so the one problem i have always had with horror is a lot of it's unrealistic Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as the movies go or just like resident evil like there's a virus that causes them to turn into something weird right and so but with with true crime it's true crime like this actually happened so it's Mm -hmm. factual but i think that also makes it scarier oh for sure and a lot of true crime inspired these movies like it's one of the biggest contributors into it and some of the movies are even just retellings of what actually happened I mean, how many movies have we had of Ted Bundy? Right. Or Gacy. Yeah. Or Dahmer. And documentaries. Movies and documentaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's interesting because I, I wouldn't classify true crime as horror, but true crime definitely has inspired the horror genre. And true crime is definitely pop culture now because it has become so trendy. So that was actually what I was about to say is true crime has, I think, built the horror up because a lot of the true crime people have started latching on to horror. Mm -hmm. And I feel like anybody who is who is into true crime and enjoys it enjoys horror to an extent. But I think true crime is easier to start getting into. Yeah, because it's a real story. You're just kind of like learning about these facts and stuff rather than subjecting yourself to watching a horror movie is a little bit different. But yeah, I would agree. That it's definitely helping people get more into the horror world. Yeah, the popularity of of true crime has, I mean, and kind of goes back to social media. Like Netflix, how many, I mean, sorry, not social media, streaming. Netflix, how many freaking true documentaries have they done on killers? Mm -hmm. Countless. Then you get interested in that. But they're so good. They're so good. They are good. I haven't seen the Ted Bundy one yet, though. I started that one. I haven't finished it. Did you like it? Yeah, it's very well made because they put in a lot of the audio clips and stuff from him or uh, his interviews from prison and from the court hearings, I think. They have a lot of stuff in there. I've been to where his house was. You've been to where his house was? His Utah house, yeah. Uh, I haven't because you could go up into the – I think they sealed them off but you go to the soon after, but you could like go up to his little cave place that he would – it- I don't know if it was confirmed or something, but there was a cave somewhere here that, was that it he stored canyon? one of the, his victims which canyon was it i don't know i think it was up here oh it might have been up immigration canyon because i know it, it was he's up by in like the holiday university of utah that you know hmm. salt lake north northeastern part of the valley so it might be immigration canyon yeah we should go find the base of the canyon or, or the, somewhere or like entrance. go find his entrance yeah did they seal it off i, I want to say they, they s- did they had to have they sealed off the cave but I don't think they've sealed. I mean, in Utah, seals off most caves mm-hmm. because there's a high risk of people getting lost. Yeah, but so I think you can go to like kind of the entrance in the area around there. 
Oh, yeah, we should look into it and try to find it. That'd be kind of fun. If anyone knows. Yeah, if anyone knows, let us know. Just tell us so we don't have to go searching. Yeah. Um, but definitely the fascination of true crime is crazy. And even mine, like I started I started listening to Morbid Podcast uh, two years ago now, maybe three. It's about when we started or when I started at my last job, which... That's been more than two, two years. Because I'm coming up on a year of being laid off. And I'm coming up on a year of being at that job. Yeah. So I, I think it was two years ago is when I really started listening to it. And I I really got into it. And it got to a point where I had to take a break because that's all I would listen to. And it really does. When you sit there and listen to a bunch of stories and all these horrible things that happened, it does affect you. Did you start thinking everyone's a killer? Yeah. You start thinking everyone's a killer. You think everyone's out to get you. You think your house is going to get invaded at any time in the night, which is a true horror that's my worry with getting heavily involved in the true horror mm-hmm. and the true crime world is thinking your paranoia. To get you. Yeah, once you've seen enough of them, they just gotta watch some part of it. Yeah, happy movies to <laughs> counteract. Yeah, or stay away from the more realistic horror and watch the monster movies. The ones I so monsters don't scare me the most. What scares me the most is like exorcism and possession and possession stuff. movies yes that, yeah those terrify me yeah i remember because it would it had been a long time since i'd actually seen a horror movie that really scared me and me and my brother and his friend from school we were just up late one night and we're like let's let's go to a movie and we're like okay sure let's do it so we went to go see paranormal activity have you seen this i've seen there's multiple of those right yeah i've seen there's one four I think. but i don't remember which one i've seen So they're kind of along the lines of that found footage style filming. Yeah. And the first movie is this married couple. They just start experiencing weird things in their house. So they set up a camera and just start recording everything. And he is a videographer of some kind. So he already had the camera that kind of explains why there's even a camera involved to begin with. But then they set up another one in their bedroom to record what's happening at night. Because a lot of the activity happens at night. Because it always happens at night. Yeah. At three o'clock in the morning. Because darkness is yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just this movie of all these things happening and it's a possession movie because she's slowly becoming possessed. And it was so scary. It just felt like you were straight up watching someone submitted footage of whatever shit was happening. It was intense. And I remember my brother's friend is this big weightlifting macho dude and he was terrified. And like all of us, we had seen plenty of horror movies and we didn't really get scared. But that movie, oh man, I was, it kept me awake for like three nights. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Yeah, it's that'll, intense. That'll keep me awake for months. <laughs> what? You you would know this. I saw the, a clip of this movie. I don't know if it's Paranormal Activity or something else. But essentially everything that could go wrong did go wrong. So it's a group of kids on the bus and... Then there's like an earthquake and the bus starts shaking and then um, like one kid dies in the bus. So they run outside and then the bridge starts breaking and then like he goes to save one kid and a piece of metal like comes and like slices uh, him in the head. That's Final Destination. Would you classify those as horror? Yeah. Because I watched, there was a clip of that scene and I was wa- just like popped up on my Instagram or something. Mm-hmm. And I was laughing with how cheesy that was. Oh, because they're really cheesy. The there was I think five of those movies made, and the last like three, the first two were pretty solid, but the last three were just super campy and cheesy. But, Doesn't one take place like on a roller coaster? Yeah, the third one, 
Yeah, that one's actually kind of intense. Just the whole scene of it all. Doesn't someone get their they like hit something on the roller coaster and their head is just like? Yeah, it breaks this railing thing, and so it's sticking in the way. So then the roller coaster is coming back around because what happened was the brakes got cut or ruined or whatever. So the roller coaster is just going, and something happened. It breaks this railing and it falls down in the way and as they're coming back down and around this kid's head just gets fucking ripped off it's pretty gnarly but the first two are solid the first one was on an airplane which you probably shouldn't watch that one Mm-mm. with your anxiety and flying <laughs> hey, flight. yeah i don't watch any horror movies if there's a horror movie on flying yeah just don't even recommend it it's a pretty in the second movie this is a pretty well-known scene because i think a lot of people especially even people who are listening to our podcast would probably agree the scene because there's one big tragic event that happens in each of the movies and all of the people that were meant to die didn't and so then it's like death trying to come back for them because they cheated death and in the second one it's a highway accident and there's a big scene where there's a log truck that's carrying a bunch of logs like the chains break and so the logs come off onto the road it it is so horrifying and so anytime even now like i get super anxious when i drive behind a log truck you don't because of that movie. You don't drive behind them. You punch it past them. Yeah. Oh, I don't drive behind them. But if I am ever behind them, it just gives me all sorts of anxiety. Which, actually, I almost feel like I could say this for an unpopular opinion. But whoever drives slowly passing a semi truck should just go to hell. When you pass a semi, you should at least be doing ten miles an hour faster than them. I mean, and just get past them because when I pass a semi, I floor it past them. I hate when I'm driving down I-15, going to Zion, and then there's someone that wants to pass a semi, but you can tell they're kind of nervous to pass a semi, so they're going two miles an hour faster, and they're just cooking it slowly past them, so then I have to wait in the back, because I don't want to sit in their blind spot for five minutes while this moron takes seven miles to pass them, and then I just sit back, and then they pass them, and then I punch it past them. (laughs) I hate passing semi-trucks, and if you drive slow past a semi, you're the devil. Yeah, there's a lot of things about road rules that aren't ever followed that drive me nuts. But we'll save that for another time. Because I could go on and on about that. I could go on too. And if you pass, <laughs> I've still passed a semi truck that is like a log truck. Or yeah, when especially it's a bunch if of you're going to make me wait behind a log truck, absolutely not. Or anything that's strapped. You know, you, you know, there's like a bunch of concrete barriers and they're all strapped together. Mm-hmm. You're asking for trouble. Yep. It's just, I feel like I'm going to get sandwiched and I, yeah. The I worst like it. so is I'm just when it's a three right lane highway and you have to go between two. Yep. Oh, that's anxiety written all over it. Butt cheeks are trembling the whole time. Yep. So do you think you could say, aside from it, because you've already talked about that one, which I can't believe you haven't seen part two. That's crazy to me. Honestly, um, I haven't seen it because I heard you talking about it at work uh-huh. and the way you described the ending made it seem pretty cheesy. And it, it is just kind of lost. I just wasn't interested. But you've got to see the events that build up to it because it's cool. It's cool to see them as adults. Yeah. You're going to watch it because I'm going to make you. So, I mean, just I do need to watch it. And I'm sure at some point we'll probably do like an it episode mm-hmm. and we should watch the old one and then it compare the two. Yeah. I just don't. It sounded so cheesy. And so I didn't want to ruin the first one for me because that kind of would. It is a bit cheesy, but the second one is also. I mean, as crazy as this is, because the first one's pretty violent, it's a lot more violent. Because it's adults. Because it's adults, yeah. But, yeah, that was actually one thing that I was very shocked about when I first saw that movie, was 
how much violence they showed towards children. Like at the beginning when he bites Georgie's arm off and Georgie's just crawling away, that was so horrifying to see. Which I liked because a real killer or a real, that creature wouldn't care about kids versus adults. Mm-hmm. He he would just see fear and just prey on it. Yeah. So I liked how they treated kids as if they were adults, mm-hmm. which made it more intense and scary. Yeah. Real scary. Yeah, that was such an intense movie. You're going to ask me a question though. And we got to. Was I? Yeah, you were. Oh, yeah, I was. Uh, what, if you could say you had a favorite, what would you say your favorite horror movie is? Hmm. There's one I used to watch with some friends. I don't remember what it was called, though, that I really liked. I used to watch that one with Mariel in high school. So, Mariel, we'll connect and you'll tell me the name of the movie and we'll come back to that. I really like that one. Blair Witch Project's pretty scary. I would say probably it. It's, yeah. It's super, super well made. It's a fun adventure movie, but it's pretty scary. Yeah, it's just, it really is such a solid movie. It's just a good movie that happens to be scary. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about mine. Mine's Hereditary, and I'm you're going to watch that movie. And I don't think, I don't think you'll find it too scary. I really don't. I think you'll really like it just for the fact of how much it plays on the psychology of grief. Yeah. It's intense. I have a feeling my friend Mariel's going to want to come watch that with us because she loves... That's fine. Mariel, come on over. (laughs) She loves scary movies and she has always liked watching me be scared. Yeah, it's so... And she's numb to it. Even at like a younger age, we would watch them and she would just... Yeah, that was me. I was the weirdo in the friend group that wanted to watch all these horrible movies, but... She'd be chilling and we'd all be freaking out and then we'd walk home and she'd be like... Eating my popcorn. Yep. The worst experience I ever had, we watched a scary movie and it was at a friend's house just like a couple houses away it was not very far away and i don't remember what movie it was i don't really remember much of the movie itself but what i do remember i think it's because my brain this the post movie was more scary i walked home alone and fog rolled in fog just it adds an element to and, things oh it's just so scary it's just I creepy get home by itself enough. but then when you relate it to horror yeah. So I had to go from walking in fog alone to like walking into my house, which was pitch black all alone. And my house was old growing up, so it was creaky as hell. Oof. Yeah. Have you ever been to a movie by yourself? Like a movie theater? Yeah. No, I have not. I've been to one or a movie in the movie theater twice by myself where I just went and I was like, I want to see this. Which one of them was a horror movie. <laughs> was surprise, there, surprise. Was there anyone in the theater? There was like, I don't know, maybe 10 other people. Oh, so it was pretty empty. It's pretty empty, but it was Drag Me to Hell. Have you heard of that one? No. <laughs> oh, boy. So that one is made by Sam Raimi, who did all of the Evil Dead movies. I've heard of those. Yeah. Those are very much the cult classic, like Ash versus the Evil Dead, which I think is a show on stars. I don't. I think it's done now. But the Evil Dead, just in itself, has paved its way in the horror genre but and then they did a remake of it a few years ago i think maybe five or six years ago they did a remake of the first evil dead movie which is just an outright gore fest but it's also super good i really like it (laughs) but what was i saying oh my god what was i saying (laughs) i have no idea where you literally (laughs) just went right out we're talking about being in the movie theater alone that's it 
so drag me to <laughs> but drag me to hell uh it wasn't scary but it was a def it was definitely a different vibe going to a theater by myself it's not the same obviously because you want to go and have a good time with your friends with the horror movie but yeah it's just funny how much i love it and i love horror because i was willing to go to a movie theater by myself but yeah that was I just was curious if you had ever been to a movie by yourself and that I have and only two of them. And one of them obviously was a horror movie. I would go to a movie by myself. You should try it. Not a horror movie, but you should just try going to one by yourself. I think I would if I was out of town or. Well, and Kelsey likes movies too. So she loves movies. Yeah. So I guess what you'd probably only want to go if she ever like couldn't or was out of town and you just didn't have anything else to do because she would always just want to go with you. Yeah. But if you can try it, I would say do it. Is it just fun to like, kind of just have like a lot of room and you're just... Yeah, you have you have the room to yourself and you don't have to worry about other people talking. One of my biggest pet peeves is people who talk in movie theaters. Oh, dude, real quick. One time I was in a movie with my brother and some dude answered the phone. And my brother's really vocal to rude people. And I am in, mo- in movie theaters for sure. I remember what movie it was, but some freaking asshole just answers his phone. And my brother's pretty vocal, so he just yelled at the dude and was like, get mm-hmm. off your phone. And the dude ended up just leaving after a few minutes of... Yeah, I get, I get pretty confrontational in movie theaters when people are rude and disrespectful like that. Because I paid money to come see a movie. I didn't pay money to come hear you talk on your fucking phone. Put it away. It's as simple as that. I don't get... If you want to play on your phone, why are you at the movies? Yeah. Or... Yeah, they're just... There's a lot of movie... I, I think there's movie theater etiquette that needs to be followed... And there are some people that just don't get that. And I feel like it's an unspoken don't talk. set of rules. But just don't be dumb. Go to a movie theater and, <laughs> Sit there and watch, watch the, the movie. movie. You paid money to be here, so watch it. Don't talk on your phone. Don't interrupt other people. Yeah. And don't take newborns. Yeah. Don't take newborns. If the kid's too young to remember the movie, then don't take them. Unless... I mean, I get that some people just can't and they really want to go see a movie and they can't take or they can't leave their newborn. I totally get that. But go to a theater where you know there's like a cry room. So because oh. there are theaters that make them and I think that's wonderful. It's like a glass room, but it's soundproof so that if the mother or the father were to take the baby in. But they have speakers in there so they can still hear the movie. So they can still hear the movie. Yeah. And I don't mind if a baby's crying as the parents taking it out. Yeah. Does that make mm-hmm. sense like But the parents just who just there? let their child cry in a movie theater? No. No, no, no. Same on an airplane. If there's a kid crying and the parent's not trying to console the child or get Mm -hmm. them, I get annoyed. But when the parent's trying, because kids are kids and there's only so much you can do. But when the parent puts in effort. because the kid's just going to cry if they're going to cry, you know. Then the empathy jumps in and Mm -hmm. goes, they're trying their best, but kids are kids. Yeah. But I I try not to be too critical of parents with crying kids because I don't have kids. Because kids are the worst just kidding they're pretty cool on a flight to puerto rico i was worried about that kid being loud the whole time freaking dead asleep yeah just chilling having a good time yeah it's hard it's probably really hard though as parents to want to still go and live your life and do the things you want to do but you have a child and sometimes you just can't get a babysitter but yeah just do your homework find the theaters to have a cry room and it's all good do you feel that horror is something that's trendy or do you think this is a long-term here to stay pop culture well horror definitely is trendy and horror has been around since forever 
But so, the explosion, do you think it'll go back to kind of being a lot smaller? Like the popular, how popular pop culture, uh, how popular horror is in pop culture. Do you feel like it's something that is here to stay? stay? Yeah. The, the, how popular it is? Or do you think it'll kind of Yeah, I do, I do. Because uh, just like we had talked about before, how well horror movies are being made now. And there is the director of Midsummer and... Oh my God. Hereditary. Uh, Ari Aster. He is just incredible. He wrote the movies. He directed them. If they get, if more people come up into the industry like him that have a vision like he does, horror will have a place forever. And it will just because of the nature of the genre. But yeah, I do think it's just going to grow because people are being more there's more thought put into horror these days. I think there's more money to be, I think there's actually money to be made in horror now. Mm -hmm. And so because the best actor, the best actors, the best directors go where the money is. Yeah. And now that there's actually money to be made Mm -hmm. in horror, same with video games, the best graphic designers, best video game creators, they go where the money is made. Yeah. And now that there's money to be made in horror, the talent is getting better. Mm-hmm. And we'll see more. Yeah, because I feel like in the early 2000s, like mostly through a majority of the 2000s, I feel like every popular actor that we have today that's a little bit older or like in their 40s, they all started with horror. Like, I just feel like that's a starting point for a lot of these actors and a lot of those movies just sucked. But I think now, because they can see the success of a horror movie like It, that, yeah, there is money to be made and pretty cool stories to be told so i also think at this point we might start seeing big actors go into horror where it used to be actors did horror they kind of were good and they got picked up and then they moved away from horror Mm -hmm. but i could totally see someone uh, what's his name uh pirates of the caribbean what's his giant up i could see him doing a horror movie he's done several but i could see him doing one at this like tomorrow if he announced me like oh yeah this is a horror movie that sounds cool yeah. Yeah. And he's a huge actor. Well, I just think that if, if the script is there, if the story's there, and, you know, if there's a message or a story to be told, any actor will jump on that opportunity. And now that you have better writers and better directors, mm-hmm. they'll have better stories. Because a lot of actors don't even really care about, I mean, obviously they care about the money, but they just want to be a part of a cool story and a cool vision. And I think horror now has those uh, th- yeah we're getting that from the horror genre which right. i just don't think we've had in a long time rather than just cheesy slashers yes because no one wants to do that that's boring but slashers are really good too though like the scream movies you we're going to watch those aren't They're, those like the cream of the crop though slasher movies? that is like the like yes like pop culture and it's a movie about pop culture wow and and the horror craze in one horror movie it's crazy I think just for that fact, you you will like it. Not even just because it's a good movie, but I think because of what they're trying to do and how they're... It was intentionally made to spoof horror movies. And it became its like own... It's You just need to watch it. Because... So spoof it. Cabin in the Woods kind of was like that. Cabin... A lot of people... This may be an unpopular opinion too, but Cabin in the Woods, a lot of people really liked it. I did not. But so many people who love horror loved that movie. And I thought it was just... I really Stupid. liked that movie. You saw that movie? Yeah. Oh, that that's movie, weird. That movie didn't even bother me. Well, it's not scary. <laughs> but I just thought it was an interesting concept. 
So I was interested by <sighs> yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was just, it was too much cheese for There's me. There's a little, especially the girl, once the girl died, the blonde chick, I was enjoyed the movie much more because she was over the top. Chris Hemsworth, one of his first movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. He doesn't do that movie today. Oh, yeah. He wouldn't do a movie like that. But, you know, <laughs> they get their start. I enjoyed it. It's not a movie I'd watch a bunch. Mm-hmm. I would mean, let's watch it. But if I was with friends and... I, I watched it just because... I don't know if it had any affiliation with Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon might have written it. And I, I don't think he directed it. But he had some kind of affiliation because he did Buffy. And Buffy's one of my favorite TV shows ever. So that's the only reason why I watched it. And now Joss Whedon is canceled because it turns out he's a prick and abusive and terrible but he made great work you can't deny that they can make good stuff and not be a good person Uh i don't have to like the person i can appreciate their work the avengers where would we be (laughs) (laughs) that's fair i don't have anything else i don't either i think that pretty much wraps us up that scratches the surface of horror yeah, this is you know, not a This is not just a our one and done. Yeah, we're definitely going to jump into the whole world of horror, especially in October. We're going to have a whole spooky Probably a whole little, month. Yeah, the spooky well, month of October. Of it's going to be a lot of horror involved things and hopefully by then Andrew's uh Numb. roster of movies that he has seen will have grown exponentially. I think it will be. Yeah, it it will be. He'll be. It's not going to be a choice be, with me being involved. Yeah, I'll be, be grateful for November when we can finally move on to other topics, <laughs> Christmas movies, <laughs> anything. <laughs> well, what's your unpopular opinion for me today? So it's unpopular for most people, but it's not for you, which is fine. I just because you take a picture with your phone and put it on Instagram doesn't make you a photographer, and phone cameras are not as good as real cameras. Yeah, I don't think that. Uh, is an unpopular opinion at all <laughs> I, oh. I mean, but it's unpopular to me or it's not unpopular to me it's not unpopular to you but, but like the lehigh girls oh for sure there yeah i studied photography in school i wouldn't consider myself a photographer but i i can take a good picture right there is an art behind it and i do agree and I think they've the technology today, the cameras are so good that the camera does most of the work for you. Yeah. But there is an eye to what a good photo is. And yeah. And there's just things you can do with a camera that you can't do with your phone. Now mm-hmm. some of the phone cameras are pretty good they're though. Good. Like you can take a you can take a nice picture with a phone camera. Yeah. But like you know my favorite is astrophotography. You can't uh-huh. do that with a phone. Yeah, and you wouldn't see me out doing a whole photo shoot with my phone. No. But it's just unrealistic. If just because you take a nice picture on Instagram and take a nice picture on your phone, put it on Instagram, doesn't make you a photographer. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Been on the internet too much this week, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. It's been one of those weeks. What do you have for me on your unpopular opinion? Um, mine is, I don't know. I might be treading on some interesting water here. Not even, it's not even that big of a deal, but I think plant parents or people who call themselves plant Wait. parents are so weird. Wait, what is They're, this? Well, and I think it's also become a COVID because it's been very popular to get a lot of plants. Okay. I like and plants. there's been a big... Cra- I do too. I think plants are great. And I love that people are taking care of plants because it gives them something to do. Especially last year. Last year was a fucking joke. Okay. They're, they're referring to their plants but, as kids? But yeah, there are people who like 
like on their like on dating profiles or on their social media in their bio they have that they're a plant dad or a plant mom is this ironic or are they real? i don't know but I then you know, they ironic. have like pictures on their phone or on their profiles or whatever and it's like literally their house is a fucking jungle like okay i get it you can have your interest with plants you can take care of plants if it gives you something to do and it gives you purpose to keep plants alive and flourishing great and i i do like plants i enjoy them a lot but plant parents come on now <laughs> kind of sounds like planned parenthood not planned plant to <laughs> <laughs> they're way too close yeah it they're they're just a different kind of people <laughs> it's I've just never strange this. yeah uh, it's like oh, i'm a plant dad or i'm a plant mom mm, okay who knows, though our my parents our parents generation they think when we refer to our dogs and cats as our babies they're like that's weird I don't refer to Cora as my baby. No, but when you're like, I'm a dad dog. A dog dad? Yeah. (laughs) How's that uh, beer treating you there, Andrew? It's good. It's very good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that wraps us up this week. (laughs) Out. Fake photographers and plant parents, man. See you next week. Move over. (laughs) See you next week.